Online communities, classroom culture, and personal relationships have something in common. Whether it's forming a strong emotional bond, feeling included and accepted, or having an attachment to others, feeling like we belong makes us happy. Ever wonder why? Join me, Dr. Eileen Winokur, for my bi-weekly podcast, Journeys to Belonging, as I discuss my personal and professional experiences with belonging and interview educators and others as they share their stories of belonging. At the end of every episode, I'll offer advice about how we can all feel like we belong. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Journeys to Belonging. On today's episode, I'm very lucky to have someone who actually interviewed me or chatted with me a little while back on her podcast, Missing Link. And uh, after speaking with her, and we've been following each other on Twitter for a while, but after speaking with her, I said, I have to get her on my podcast. So I'm so excited to welcome you, Rola. Rola Tipshirani from Ottawa, Canada. Um, welcome to my podcast. It's so great to have you here and to be with you again. Thank you so much. The honor is mine. I admire what you do and um, your, your thinking is so relevant to, to the classroom and to, uh, to building relationships and uh, having community. Yeah, thank you, Rola. So I didn't really say too much about you. Please uh, introduce yourself and uh, to our audience and, and let them know a little bit more about what you do and, and the things that you think are important in your life right now. Well, I'm Rola Tipshirani, as you have said, and I live in Ottawa, Canada. I teach with the Ottawa Catholic School Board. I teach middle school, French immersion. Uh, next year is grade eight, which is French immersion requires um, all subjects are in French except for math and English. So, but they're uh, English speaking students. Uh, I, I enjoy learning from the students. I enjoy taking risks. I enjoy having them take their own lead for learning, uh, take their agency, understand how the brains work, um, building relationships, having them feel safe in a space, which probably we'll talk more about that, what that means. And um, I just love, love teaching. I, I don't call it teaching because I'm not leading. The kids are leading, definitely. So uh, I just, it's like a community of fun, learning, and uh, risk-taking. So um, that's, that's a highlight for me. And um, that's about it regarding my professional learning. Yeah, I, I love that about the risk-taking because and the safe space because you can't take risks if you don't feel like you're in a safe space. So we'll definitely talk about that. Uh, in a bit. So first thing I'd like to ask my guests is when I say the word belonging or feeling a sense of belonging, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Trust. For sure, it's trust mm -hmm. for me when it comes to mind, when it's belonging, because when you're belonging means you are feeling trustworthy about yourself. You can, you can express yourself. You could, um, you work with to me, belonging is really community. You cannot really feel belonged if you are autonomous on your own. It's really having the trust, having someone to always talk to, having someone to consult with, um, having to learn with someone. 
So trust for me really is the, the key to belonging and having that trust. You know, uh, learning is not comfortable or, or, or belonging is not always comfortable. There's many discomfort and those discomforts are the key to really belonging and having that trust and that relationship. This is where belonging for me. It's a community, it's a culture, it's identity. Everybody's different and that's belonging. Yeah, that's, that's so important. That whole idea of trusting and fits into the whole thing of safe spaces and being able to take risks. So um, the first question I want to ask, I, 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 you're the first language teacher that I, I mean, I've, I've spoken to English language teachers, but you're the first foreign language teacher or, that I've spoken to. And with French immersion, it's very interesting to me. So I'd love to know a little bit more about how you create that safe space, that trust, and that student voice in, in your classroom, uh, mm -hmm. especially with the language and especially with middle schoolers. It is a process. Uh, it does take time. And I have to put everything else on hold. So there's a lot of the social emotional involved in it in order to have that safe space. It's not just a safe space where it's directed by me. It's, it's the students, it's that human connection. And the students, you have to go with how they are as a team, how they, um, they find themselves. First, we talk about the identity. And so with the second language, sometimes it's a little bit harder, but they come to me with some French. Obviously, they're not the first year for French. So they can express themselves, but they're not being judged how they express themselves. So they have a safe space to express in French. And sometimes because English is the first language, I don't at the beginning of the year stop them express their feeling in English because the point of this, it's not the language right now, it's, it's building that trust, that community, that relationship. And so they can mix it, which is fine because you want them to feel safe. They can express themselves. It's not based on hand, rise, hand raising. There's no one is allowed to hand raise in my class. So in order to build that belonging and that trust and that community, you have to give them the freedom the way they feel best to express themselves. And so it's, it's a long process. We start the beginning of the year by having to focus a lot on that together we value each other thinking. It's not just the one person who has the answer. We always have to consult with each other and come up with, an, with not necessarily an answer, there's no such a thing, there's no final answer, but to come up with an idea together to, mm -hmm. to proceed. So the kids start learning to listening to each other. Uh, they, they take time to pause. They, they have the language also. I give them how to please tell me more, to politely express, you know, how to expand the thinking. So we start with a lot of activities, hands-on things that they have to build. And the hardest for kids is letting go of an idea. So they have to design something together. They each do a design and then they have to learn to share. That's how you usually start the year. It could be an activity or anything. And then once uh, they each share, they have to value one idea from their design and they have to let go of another and they have to together combine to build one design. So I put them through a lot of processes like that from writing to reading to everything. And so obviously I also use a lot of thinking tools with that and strategies. And so kids come to you with a big backpack of um, hand raising uh, biases against themselves. I can't talk. I'm always scared of talking because I never picked or, you know, so 
also being aware of their biases that are brought with them over the years of teaching. So we also talk about our identity, who we are. Now, this is what you see on the surface, but what's really going deep down for me for my learning? How do I, what holds me back from expressing myself? What holds me back, you know, to be, to be a communicator, a trustworthy, to take risks. And we look through a lot of provocation as well, from books to videos, to authors, to famous people, to a lot of quotes, you know. So there's a lot going on. And I relate that to everyday life as well, like everyday life. So we, talk, we, we really pick on the social emotional. And it's not just like the one moment. Um, you have to study also your classroom, like you have to stop and say, okay, so let's consolidate on this. What do you think? And having to unpack those moments and that, um, that trust together that they can express themselves. It just, it's amazing. Like when I, I just blogged um, a few, week ago, few weeks ago, it took a long time because of my family situation with my, uh, you know, elderly being ill, but I looked through the reflection and all of them, the reflection always says every year the same thing that I did not know I was able to be a risk taker, a creative person, uh, I love collaboration. So it, it takes time and there's no one recipe for that. It's just for you to accept that you have to unpack this. So we talk about the unconscious biases uh, within each other. I let them express themselves. So what made you upset during your teamwork? How can we solve this? What could we do next? So there's a lot of consolidation and I take my time with that. And that is the key to, to really having belonging or relationships and trust. It is not easy. It, it, it is, there's a lot of discomfort moment and we talk about those together. And if there's no discomfort, there's no belonging, no trust, right? And right. so we spend time. We spend a lot of time on that. And uh, the kids enjoy it, enjoy that ability to express themselves because they were never able to express themselves. They think a classroom is just you go sit and you take content and leave, right? Yeah, so absorb the information and that's it, yeah. Yeah, so there's a lot of tools also like questioning tools and inquiry and the world and how is that the curriculum, everyday life and, you know, and, and skills like collaboration, communication, collaboration is really hard. It's not just like, you know, um, talking, you know, being nice to each other. There's a lot of skills that, that goes with it. How, what is a good listener? You know, what happens? How do you, you know, have to kind of extend the thinking, you know? So there's a lot goes on. Lots, lots and lots of skill building. It's a big process. I do take my time with it. And I don't just do it at the beginning, but it's throughout the year, obviously, because the needs, depending on the needs of the students, and we just keep building with that and, and trust and having fun together as a community, fun ways to greet each other, fun ways to really um, to, to be great, grateful together for the learning and how can we help each other. And my main thing is why learn? Why are you here for? What's the purpose? You know, and so I think that makes a huge uh, be, uh, building at the beginning of the year. And it goes throughout the year because that trust, like they, they have to be able to tell you, oh, you know, like to feel because learning is feeling, is emotion, and you don't want to build that anxiety, right? You want the kids to be comfortable expressing themselves in whichever way that works for them. Yeah. I, I love that you start with the students in terms of their identity and what will build up their self efficacy, their self confidence, how do they view themselves? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And rather than I'm going to teach you 
how to express yourself. Uh, it's so, it is definitely risk-taking because the students have to trust that they can share. And so I can imagine that it, that does take a bit of a while to, to establish that culture in the classroom where uh, everybody feels, because you're sharing in front of, you know, quite a few others. And then to be doing that in uh, a foreign language, in a language that you may not be 100% secure with. So there's a, a, it's a really rich environment, but there's a lot going on. So the fact that you spend so much time, especially at the beginning, establishing that culture in your classroom, that this is the way we're going to conduct business, that it's going to be collaborative, mm -hmm. that we value each and every person, I think is just so wonderful. So uh, that brings me to another question, which I hadn't really thought about till you started talking about it. In terms of your planning, then how do you go about your, your planning beforehand? How much planning do you do? Um, do you just keep the general outcomes in mind? How does that work for you? Yeah, so it's, it's based on general outcomes, big ideas, basically. Mm -hmm. um, so we, it takes a lot of planning, actually, <laughs> because you're, you have to know, you have to make a lot of assumptions what the kids might do. You have to be ready, right? You cannot just walk in and say, okay, this is what's going to happen. So it's based a lot on designing, right? Yes. And listening. And you have to be a good listener because yeah. you could plan, but it, it, you anticipate things, but they may not go the way you do, you do. So it takes a lot of experience. There are so many days. I mean, we just kind of say, okay, so this is not working. What do we do now? You know, you have to be vulnerable. Uh, you have to be also, they have to be so we build a lot on self-awareness and self-management and the executive functions right. as well. And that's, right. you know, there's so many layers to it that you have to feel the pulse of the class. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm always ready into like I've over the years, you be, you get that experience that you can just pick up any problems that happen, you know? So yeah. you have those strategies right away, right? It's all based right. on strategies. It's based on designing. You're designing with them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I love that whole idea of, of using that design process, the design thinking process to, to look at everything that you're doing. Yeah. But I'm having already, like, uh, like I have said, provocation, like there's always the rich provocation. It could be a video, it could be a text they've read, it could be something right. happening on the world. So a lot of it really recirculates. So what is empathy? What whose perspective is being, you know, shared, what causes and factors did that. So they learn to slowly unpack things. Like the kids come uh, over the years, like as we, I've already mentioned, but they've never asked a question, right? They don't know how to ask a question, yes. you know, and who's, yeah. and, and, and critically analyze everything. So it's, it's yeah. a lot of like to, to feel comfortable to be critic to critically analyze everything we're doing. Yeah, you have to. So like there was not this year, the kids this year were not as, I had a class last year, they would say, Madame, you're, you're, you're being biased, you know, like they, they hold you on your, on what wow. you say and what you do and, and whose yeah. perspective, you know, like it's amazing. And to have that, that's amazing, right? Yeah. To have that trust and yeah. So yeah. it is not easy. Uh, it's not like free for all, but you have to be ready with a lot of the activities, like a lot of the activities I plan or the designing activities. I, 
I iterate right away on the spot, depending on the situation that happened in class, right? I, it could be extended to a higher level. It could be, it varies also as well mm -hmm. per teams, per groups. So it is, it, it is a lot of work um, and it's based on co-constructing criteria. So again, also to have really belonging our community, we co-construct knowledge. I don't use textbooks, we co-construct knowledge. And mm -hmm. so we start what we know and they share together, they learn from each other. Yeah. And then what do we need to do next? And these are the um, curriculum outcome overall expectations. So how do we get there? So it, it is a lot of chart papers, lots of sticky notes, lots of thinking, <laughs> lots of patience, lots of time to allow them to speak. Not, I'm not the one directing. I'm provoking yeah. their thinking the whole time. I'm, you know, being an active listener, learner with them and like you, I can't, you can't just sit and let it No, go. you, you can't. Yeah, because you're the facilitator. So exactly. you have to constantly be listening and going around and exactly. seeing what's happening exactly. and push exactly. them to that next step. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And having them to listen yeah. to each other a lot, like from team to team to team, that consolidation piece is yeah. huge and doing yeah. those gallery works. So there's a lot of strategies how they share and it's, mm -hmm. it, you have to have those in hand and you yeah. learn along the way. Even so, every year I get excited because it's always new learning. There's always something new going on. Sure. Um, how do you form your groups uh, depending on yeah. what the activity is? or And how does that start at the beginning of the year? And, and what does it look like for the rest of the year? Yeah. So it starts out sometimes you just want them to feel safe so they choose their friends, supposedly. Or sometimes... Um, it varies. So we talk about really working with someone you know really well. Sometimes it helps and sometimes it doesn't because they're not going to critique you as much. Or sometimes it could go the other way, right? Yeah. So we, we, rotate, we rotate teams. We, we put cards out. They just take a card. They, the kids become so comfortable. It doesn't matter who they work with in the end. So sometimes And it that's the way on. it should be, right? Yeah, and sometimes yeah. like you can't. I don't have a recipe. For, like sometimes they, depending on their inquiry, what they're interested in. Sometimes, okay. so but they all have different abilities, and so we unpack those abilities too. So which is the key? How do you learn best? We personalize the learning, mm. so they accept that because not everyone in the team is able to write as fast or to do. So they have they learn ways to express themselves as well. Like yeah. even when they're using sticky notes, I have like I've had kids who. Uh, uh, you know, can't write well, but they still express themselves through drawings or through, you know, um, but the other, the other members respect that as well. So yeah. everybody's voice is heard and, and accounted for. So they, we personalize the journey and they, they, um, they unpack how they learn best. We do the, the study of the brain, like we go intense in things and the social emotional. Yeah. So it, yeah. it's a, <laughs> Yeah, that you know, and that's a that's a really good age for them to start mm -hmm. doing that, mm -hmm. and before they move into into high school and then on their own, um, you know, how often do we mm -hmm. get the chance to reflect and assess on our own abilities, our own strengths, the things that we need to keep working on? Um, sometimes we forget that you know students obviously don't naturally know. Many of us don't naturally know what, you know, what we're good at. And certainly, you know, this whole idea of imposter syndrome, which people mm -hmm. talk about, you know, we, 
we don't think we're that good, we're not as good as, um, you know, these beliefs, like you said at the beginning, that uh, students have about themselves. And mm -hmm. unpacking all of that is so valuable. Uh, there must be so many aha moments that you have. During oh, the, the whole time. Really? The whole time. This year, I took a doodling class this summer, and well, I'm still working on it whenever I have time to catch up. Yeah, but me I, too. I plan. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yes, you was, yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> so I I'm hoping to, to doodle it, every yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did doodle my blog, so I'm learning. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the next lessons. Anyway, I'm hoping to doodle every day because there's so many. It's never a good, like, aha moment is failure too. Like, we fail so much together, right. and we talk about that failure. So building that self-confidence is a key like the kids become leader like that leadership that trust in themselves that they can yeah. take risks they're not afraid to voice themselves and to make mistakes that is the key like yeah. somehow it it takes a lot it takes a lot out of me during the day and i love every moment of it and having to be a co-learner with them mm -hmm. and i think that's the key right and yeah. so we i never have disciplines problems i never have yeah. i mean the kids just like it just flows it's such a community we celebrate a lot mm -hmm. together they do like uh this year's kids were into tiktok so they would do these tiktok dances they did it um an account for the class you know every every class is different but the one class they love tiktok so they were doing wow. all these tiktoks for celebration and so <laughs> you know you have to allow that and you have to have fun with them and you you know and and learning is discomfort and if you're not in discomfort or hardship it's not easy and they become yeah. to understand that it's not just like uh, so you know and it, it's interesting because towards like middle of the year they go home and their mind is still thinking about what's going on and how can we solve this? And mm. they go home and they look up some more and they send you messages and they send teams to the message and they're excited to come. How the next powerful day. is that? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is. And, and in the hallway, yeah. you hear them talking and they come the next day. Now, the key yeah. to my success is I've had great also principals to work with. Mm -hmm. And so they understood my philosophy. So in middle school, some schools, the kids jump from teacher to teacher for different courses. So I asked to have the students, ah. the one class, which scheduling is hard because it's they're bigger, like middle school, um, there's about four or 500, you know, mm -hmm. students. So they, they have to schedule. So I've had a class that I've taught everything. So that builds that community. Wow. This last year, I was lucky that we worked to schedule in a way that I had them consecutively three blocks. So they're 15 minutes block, but I had them mm -hmm. consecutively in the morning. The mm -hmm. other class, I taught them everything except for the French, another teacher did. So... Okay. You know, and it, it's it's hard to work with with that because you have to. Re, it's nice to collaborate, you know, with another um, colleague, but then they don't have the same system of mm. approaching learning. And right. so when they when the kids see this continuity, that's when they grow. Not just to see it a little bit in a day and then move on to someone else and get their emotion disturbed and so on. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, you and need to so, be able to develop that and for them to, yeah, it needs a lot of time and, it, and it's difficult to do if you have different mm -hmm. things going on and different people intervening. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also have that, that, that feeling of um, belonging <laughs> the whole day, really. If you don't have True. that feeling of belonging and those are not unpacked, like those specific moments that's upsetting them or what's concerning them, right. um, 
it could be a problem. And also having them to travel a lot between blocks is a problem for them. Um, you know, rather than celebrating, but worrying about making it to another class mm -hmm. is difficult, right? It's stressful. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's a lot of fun and I love that age because they're such disruptors and uh, <laughs> they don't accept things the way they are, which I love it. So yeah. they, it works well with me and my students. So it fits right in. Have you always taught that, uh, that age group? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. I, sorry, pardon me. I've taught um, kindergarten in Canada, French immersion, and then I worked mm -hmm. with the IB school. I've taught uh, in Canada, I've taught K to eight with the International Baccalaureate. I've taught year one, which is like kindergarten, grade two and grade mm -hmm. eight and grade five. Yeah. So no, it varies, but I like that age. I just, yeah. uh, I enjoy the learning and I enjoy the flexibility. It's not like high school where they start, you know, this is just now science. This is just biology or some high schools are not doing that, but yeah. I like that because I can flow with more um, real world issues than just say, this is not social studies or this is, you Sure, know, you can integrate. Stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you can do, I know you mentioned uh, a lot at the beginning at the, about collaboration. And one of the things I know you're keen about is global collaboration and global connection. So how does that fit into what you do in your classroom? Mm, it fits in a lot. Uh, fits in a lot because well, the problem with the French. So I still have a lot of colleagues trying to find me French, <laughs> um, French students across the the globe. The, my students would work with. Actually, we're getting closer to it right now. Yeah. But global collaboration is a key. Uh, to me, if they don't see the world and understand what's going in the world, they will not really understand where they are in part of you know part of the human life basically yeah. so we connect a lot we connect to a lot of experts from around the world whatever questions they have we we find someone um understanding what's going on and why it's happening and and what could we learn from it right um yeah. that is the key why it's happening and what can we learn from things they take a lot of like global action they look around the world and uh, it, it, this year was limiting, but previous years they've done a lot of connections to uh, like charities and helping orphanage around the world. They, they talk to them. So it really connects them that they are part of the world. It's not just like we start talking about our school community, what can we change our classroom, but then mm. we, we bring it out. We, we look at nationally and then we go globally as well, because that is a really a key to understand the world that we all make a difference, you know, yeah. and, uh, and why learn this, you know, why do this? What, what, it, to me, you can't learn if you don't take action. You have to take action to learn it because learning is not just on a piece of paper or a test or whatever, or in a classroom. Learning is really voicing, giving you your voice to the world, to the, to your family, to the everything, mm -hmm. you know? Making, yeah, and, yeah. And finding solutions. I think that's mm -hmm. so important for them to understand that even at that age, you know, whether still in school, that they can look for solutions, that they can be part of the, you know, improving and, and bettering what's happening mm -hmm. in the world, mm -hmm. uh, even, even, you know, from their, their classroom. Uh, so, yeah. you know, it's also empowering. It gives them that self-confidence that I do have a voice and I can do something with it. And, you know, let me see how I can connect myself to other people to be able to do it. So, yeah, that's, that's really wonderful. Go ahead. I was going to say not to be afraid to search and to mm -hmm. look and learn what's going on. Right. You have, they have to learn what's going on. 
Right. Yeah. And especially, you know, it's, it's a difficult world we live in and, and sugar coating is not helping them. They, they need to know that mm -hmm. there are serious mm -hmm. problems in the world and, you know, we, we all need to work together to be able to solve them. Uh, Rola, I'm curious uh, about what your situation for school is this year. There's so many different mm. solutions that schools are going through. Yeah. So has your, has your school uh, and school system decided what, what that's going to look like? And when do you get started? Yeah, so the ministry decided recently that kids from K to 8 will go face to face. There's a oh. lot of unanswered questions yet. We're not sure how many kids in the classroom. How is that going to be with, uh, you know, yeah. having... <laughs> the distance everyone has to wear a mask they're employing uh more nurses obviously it's still in planning um high school is going to be hybrid which uh, a group will go let's say monday tuesday you know and then another group and some of it online yeah i think you know it, it's it's really hard situation because we don't have too many answers yet. I mean, um, I'm sure the board, our board is amazing. Like they'll come up with safest way and best way yeah. to deal. Even so the ministry, you know, uh, conducts things, but they look at it practically and safely. Mm -hmm. I, um, some teachers are worried about their health, obviously, you know, because you're going to be dealing, it's, they're big schools, right? And yeah. so, so there's a lot of yet questions to be answered regarding how are they going to keep the distances in the classroom? We haven't heard from the ministry at the capacity. How many kids in the classroom will they be hiring extra teachers? Will be because you can't put thirty or even twenty kids with you know spaces in between them. They'll never fit, right? Right. Um, so I'm kind of you know it's it's the whole distance emergency remote learning was really interesting. Um, building relationships is important so i'm i'm happy that in some ways we get to go maybe depending what happens with the COVID numbers too right now we're good you know everything is being under control people are more everybody wears masks here everyone Great. is being careful you know yeah. so if it increases it could change the last minute we're supposed to be starting august 31st for teachers and september 3rd for the students so but anything could change we don't know i mean yeah. it's it's learn as you go and yes ready. yes i think it's you know that's happening everywhere and it's mm. uh it's you know the uncertainty is is really stressful for everybody so um that's you know uh, a question that i wanted to ask you how are you what's your self-care routine or how you mm. take care of yourself um because i think i, I worry so much about everybody I, you know i i'm friends with so many people online and and I hear the different stories. It's uh, mm -hmm. it worries me because uh, everybody is just so stressed out about not knowing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So how are yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. So the self care is a key because when we started remote learning, I was sitting down a lot and spending a long day online, like basically harder than daytime. I mean, it was like nonstop. Sometimes just jumping quickly, you know, to have a five minutes break because. Uh, it varied with my students, but I'm lucky I don't have little ones at home, right? Okay, yes. So yes. that I'm a little yes. bit more flexible. But now what happened is I found myself lagging that physical activity to really give myself a break and so on. So I got mm -hmm. back. It's really staying in shape. I work out every day. I run or, um, you know, there's mm -hmm. a Zoom group of us that work out. So really doing a lot of physical, um, trying to, I've learned, like I'm the type that, I get a book, I've got to read it. Or I do this, I've got to finish it. 
I kind of laid off a little bit and became more laid back. Okay. Uh, I have lots of books I haven't touched. I have signed up to so many things online. I'm not finishing things. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just taking <laughs> it as it comes. <laughs> I've learned to really yeah. be a little bit more settled and, you know, didn't finish. Oh, well, it'll go, you know. That it'll get of, done later. No problem. Yes. I'm not getting yeah. stressed over stuff for yeah. sure. But physically, I think is the important piece as well. And so that helped me a lot yes. to get back. Uh, into my physical and mental shape and so I'm looking yeah. forward I don't know right now after what you went through um, I'm ready to whatever comes in September yes yeah and if you know I know that teachers are worried about the beginning of the year if they're online or remote because you know making those connections is mm -hmm. is can be done but it is more difficult um, you know mm -hmm. but even in a classroom with physical distance and masks on, mm -hmm. it's not the mm -hmm. same either. So mm. that there are so many things that one has to think about. Um, I'm trying to collect resources uh, and, you know, sort of share them out as much as I can because I know that they're hard to find and, you know, it, it makes teachers uncomfortable because they're so caring. They want to be sure that their students are okay um, and they're not sure that uh, even if they are going to be okay, whether their students are going to be okay. There's so. going to be a lot of sticky and the collaboration piece is going to be different. Hopefully they'll speak up through the mask, but it's like, yes. it's definitely I'm ready for that. Like, so I don't know yet what's going to look like because I haven't done it to be honest, but it's right. something that I'm intrigued. I'm looking, you know, interested to see what that's going to look like. And I'm going to unpack the things I used to unpack at the beginning of the year, but the, the philosophy, the, the self-awareness and the, um, all that stuff will still be, but it's definitely going to physically look different. We're yeah. Face -face, or sounds, even online. Yeah. Sounds like we'll have to do an update a little bit later, maybe in a couple <laughs> of months, just to see how you're doing and how your students are doing and, and what it looks like. Really. I think, I think that would be good. Um, Rola, uh, just before we finish off, uh, do you have any additional advice for teachers, either just in the current situation or just in general, uh, resources, things that you found helpful for getting started uh, and finding strategies to do the kinds of things that you're doing in, in the classroom, which are amazing? Yeah, so the strategies really, I focus on a lot of the castle, um, social emotional learning, Right. Um, Castle.org. C-A-S-E-L.org. Sure. Yes. yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They have a lot of like the webinars. I didn't miss any this year. I found them very useful. They have yeah. all the recordings as well. Really mm -hmm. rich experience and uh, rich uh, conversations about what learning might look like. And they've added the equity piece to the social emotional. And it makes a lot of sense how the roadmap really, you know, goes together. Equity mm -hmm. is a big thing. Like, you know, when you're doing a collaborative classroom, it's all about equity as well, right? right. And yes. so teaching is never neutral. So that's, you know, that's important. Uh, Harvard School, the Project Zero, their strategies, the thinking tools, um, those are great tools to start with if you don't have any uh, backgrounds on strategies and mm -hmm. ways to really um, find ways for students to capture their thinking. Mm -hmm. uh, project zero and but you know um I, again because over the years i've uh tried so many things uh, right. i do the rockman thinking school uh, also strategies myself but you mm -hmm. know that's also great to go on their site and learn see their examples for sure yeah that's great thank you so much for sharing all that and and part of that also is you know as you said while you were talking about your classroom the 
the different strategies that you pick up and from your own experience. So, uh, yeah, so that's, that's wonderful. Uh, Rola, it's been so terrific talking to you again. And like I said, hopefully we can get a follow-up maybe in a couple of months. Let's see where we're okay. at. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. For sure. Where is the best place for people to find you if, uh, if they're mm. listening to this and, and they want to find you right away? And of course I'll include that in the show notes. Twitter, probably the easiest way, because when I get back to class, definitely I'll be tweeting how we are working, or even if I'm online, I'll be tweeting. Um, so Twitter, probably the way they can follow through the, uh, the process as well. But if when I find time to blog, definitely be blogging. I'm hoping to doodle the day-to-day -day kind of events. If, you know, we always have huge plans, but then things unfold differently. Sure. Yeah. But it's good to reflect on those too, I bet. <laughs> yeah, it'll be, yes. I reflect a lot. So my tweets yeah. are a lot of that reflection what we did in class. That's wonderful. Yeah. And you're at R-O-L-A-T on That's Twitter. Correct. And yes. what's, yes. where can we find your blog? It's uh, on my Twitter signature, like on the description of the Twitter, you'll see the blog learningprogression.com. Perfect. I'll make sure to include it yeah. in the show notes. Yeah. Thank you so much, Rola. This was such a pleasure. I can't tell you how much. And hopefully I'll get to Ottawa at some time in the future and we'll be able to see each other face to face. Thank you. Thank you so much. You inspired me so much and your work is amazing. I'm just so excited to have met you and learn with you. Thank you, Rola. You too. And thank you, listeners, for being here with us uh, for this episode of Journeys to Belonging. See you next time. Be sure to subscribe to my podcast, Journeys to Belonging. Um, and the next episode will be out in two weeks. In the meantime, you can connect with me on Twitter at Eileen Winokur, I-L-E-N-E-W-I-N-O-K-U-R, or on Instagram at Eileen underscore W. And you can also find my blog uh, at the website https colon forward slash forward slash cultures dot build. See you in two weeks. Thank you.